Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Football, football, and more football. It's football season. That's what we're going to talk about here today on Nuanas Now. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Appreciate you for tuning in here on this Thursday. It's just wild how fast these weeks fly by. I must say, I never feel bored <laughs> during football season. Uh, more the opposite. Extremely busy, but uh, here we are, and uh, we're just cranking it out. We're into Big Sky Conference play, so we will talk to several Big Sky Conference head football coaches here on Nuanas. Now we'll hear from Chris Ball, the head coach of Northern Arizona. His team getting set to host um, Montana on Saturday afternoon. Also from Andy Thompson, Sacramento State head coach, who uh, his team getting set to travel on the road to the first home game of the year at the University of Idaho. The Vandals ranked number seven in the country. Sac State ranked number four in the country. Who would have ever thunk that Sac State Idaho would be a top 10 matchup to open Big Sky play, but it is. So Coach Thompson swings by for, uh, to preview that one. We're also going to hear from Brooks Nuanas, uh, all football, all the time, talking all things NFL. We're also going to hear from Chris Chudovitsky, the head coach of the Grizz women's soccer team. And then we'll also have some Big Sky blindside as well. So jam-packed Nuanas now for you. College football, NFL football, football like soccer, and uh, everything in between. Thanks so much for uh, making some time for us it's always fun when you get into the conference play. I mean, this will be year 17 for me covering the Big Sky Conference between my time as a student journalist at the University of Montana and then uh, working at the Missoulian, then uh, working at the Ellensburg Daily Record where I covered Eastern Washington a little bit, and then uh, covering Montana State at the Bowles Chronicle, and now 
uh, last nine years at Skyline Sports and the last, what is it now, six years here at ESPN MT. So a lot of different roles for me, but that's certainly always a uh, a compelling time of year. And it's also just so much more familiarity with it, right? Like the last couple weeks, I've spent so much time researching Ferris State and Utah Tech and Stetson and and all this uh, different uh, all these different schools that I had never really known much about uh, until Montana Montana State played them in the non conferences. Now though, I mean, after 17 years, you better know a little bit about uh, all these sco- teams and schools from around the Big Sky Conference. Northern Arizona is a very interesting one to me though because NAU was uh, pretty competitive. During the Jerome Sowers era, which uh, lasted quite a while, 22 seasons to be exact. And since Chris Ball took over, uh, they've had a little bit of a rise where they were looking like a team that might be up and coming. And uh, they've been sort of uh, stuck then in neutral for the last couple years. And they're off to their first 0-3 start since 1971 this year. Now, playing Arizona, okay. Uh, maybe expect to lose that when you play North Dakota as a top 15 team. Okay. Uh, but then last week against Utah Tech, that's the one that is sort of the, the one that's stuck in their craw. But NAU certainly uh, of uh, an opponent that Montana cannot take lightly despite their early season struggles here. They do have a ton of talent, a ton of drop-down talent. So um, could be a sneaky good game uh, in Flagstaff on Saturday afternoon. So let's learn more about it. So across the sidelines where we interview uh, opposing head coaches that will play either Montana or Montana State throughout the week. And right now we're joined by NAU head coach Chris Ball. Seems like a, an annual or a, a biannual appearance for him here uh, on the show. Coach, good to hear from you, man. Thanks so much for taking some time. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? Uh, very good. Uh, happy to have you back. I always like talking football with you. Um, well, let's just go through uh, your season so far. Uh, a tough start for Northern Arizona for sure. Uh, what have you liked about how your team's performed and, and also what are the things that maybe you want to see improve now that Big Sky Conference play is here? You know, we, we've, had, we've, we've played a tough schedule uh, our first two games and, um, you know, thought we were very, very physical on both sides of the ball. Um, we got a bunch of new players that we picked up last uh, January. And, um, you know, there's, we, last week was sort of a disaster. We turned the ball over five times, which isn't like us. And uh, I don't care who you're playing, you turn it over five times, you're not going to win. So I'm a little disappointed in that. Um but, but, you know, we're making improvement. We're getting better every day, uh, getting a lot of guys back this week off of injuries. And, um, you know, going into camp, we felt like we had a good team. And, um, you know, I think uh, we stumbled last week and uh, turning the ball over. And uh, But we are a physical football team. Um, and, uh, you know, our, our, our record doesn't show, but I think we're much improved uh, from last year. Well, you mentioned the addition of of so many new players, and and that's just this like omnipresent storyline in college football, right? Is is how are you navigating the world of the transfer portal, and then you add in all the extra eligibility that has been a part of the narrative these last couple years, and you guys are no different. So, just tell us about that element of your roster. I know you, you guys added something like thirty plus guys out of the portal this uh, last off season. Um, how, ne- how necessary was that, and and what's the process like getting those guys to acclimate to your team, to your culture, all that sort of stuff? Well, you know, it, it's cha- it changed. It changed overnight, and we can all sit around and complain about, you know, the portal and the, the, the rules, but it's not going to change, you know. And, 
So we, we looked at it and, uh, we actually brought in 21 scholarship, uh, portal guys. And, um, it's amazing the number of guys nowadays that are out there that don't have a place to go. So we, we, we ended up taking, you know, I think we've got seven or eight portal walk-ons. Um, and we brought in 15 scholarship freshmen. So, um, yeah, our numbers are, are, are high, seem like a high, but compared to some people, they're not. Um, we needed to upgrade our offensive line and uh, our running back uh, position and uh, thought that the, the portal was a good way to go about it. And we added a couple D, D linemen, um, needed some more depth there. But, um, you know, we're pretty picky about who we brought in. Uh, we did a good job of vetting the guys, and uh, but we needed to upgrade some positions uh, quicker and thought the portal was the way to go. Something I don't want to do year in and year out. I like the high school model more than the portal model, but um, the portal does give you an opportunity to upgrade at certain positions. It is just, it's such a, a, a strange and ever-evolving time. But I like what you said right there where, you know, it changed overnight. We could sit and complain about it, but at the end of the day, it's not changing back. So you kind of just have to find ways to embrace it, right? Yeah, you know, and it's it's, it's uh, given us more depth of positions. And, uh, you know, I think my, uh, Bobby's done a good job over the years and uh, of redshirt guys being able to redshirt guys and getting his numbers up. We're, we're at 84 scholarship players for the first time. And I don't know how long. Wow. And, um, so we finally got there, you know, obviously at FCS, we got 63 scholarships divide up to 85 guys. And, uh, we finally got there. And I think the portal helped us do that. Uh, and over the, you know, the, my first few years here, we, we, we couldn't, our numbers just weren't great. You know, we, we started uh camp with 110 guys and then, when school started, we were up to 130. So we got 130 guys on the team right now, which helps us practice and uh, gives us more depth at uh, not just scout teams, but uh, at certain positions. You know, the teams that are winning, you know, you're looking at um, Montana, Montana State, South Dakota, North Dakota State. You know, they're rotating a lot of D linemen, a lot of D linemen. And, uh, uh, you know, we wanted to get our numbers up there, and we did through the portal. So, um, it's unique, <laughs> definitely different, uh, but it does give everybody a chance to upgrade at each position. Uh, do we, you know, do, do coaches like it? Uh, not necessarily, but they, like I said, I don't think it's going to go back to the way it was. And uh, we've embraced it, and uh, hopefully down the road it's going to be successful for us. Chris Baldwin, he's the head coach of Northern Arizona. Lumberjacks host Montana on Saturday afternoon at the walk-up Sky Dome. Grizz's first trip down there uh, since 2021. Uh, tell us about your quarterback position, Coach. I know you lost a, a, a really talented one in R.J. Martinez who went to Baylor, but you brought in a couple other talented guys, and I was particularly impressed with your freshman that you played a little bit last week, I guess a lot of bit last week against Utah Tech. And uh, we talked to Mitch Stroman yesterday. Adam DeMonte was a, a, a part of the conversation for sure, just going over some of his crazy high school numbers and, and accolades and things like that. So, um how have you thought your quarterback play has been so far this year? What's given the, the true freshman an opportunity to sort of get in the mix? Uh, you know, I thought it was really good up until uh, the second quarter last week's game. <laughs> right. And, uh, I mean, it, was, it sort of fell apart there. But Kai had been playing uh, – Kai uh, Miller had been playing really well for us and, um, you know, struggled uh, there in the second quarter. And so he gave Adam some reps, and Adam stepped in and did a really good job. And, you know, he turned it over three times. So – 
Um, you know, those guys got to learn to take care of the ball. Adam was very talented coming out of high school. Uh, he was a sub hundred, uh, uh, sub eleven hundred meter guy, and threw for a bunch of touchdown passes and not very many interceptions. So, you know, we're, we're excited about both those guys. Both those guys can contribute and uh, help us win. Um, they just got to take care of the ball better. But uh, both are very talented. Defensively, what have you liked out of your squad, and who stood out for you so far? Who do you think's playing at a high level for you? You know, Mark coaching our, our defensive tackle. Uh, has been playing extremely well for us. Um, like I said, our, our D-line overall has been playing well for us. Um, the fresh, we got freshman Alec McLaughlin, who has, has played extremely well. Um, uh, we've been a little bit beat up in the secondary, getting some guys, like I said, getting some guys back this week uh, that haven't really played a lot for us this year, um, but, but are, are talented players. Um, so we're getting them back. But, you know, our, I, I'm really, really happy with our our um, D line and then Malachi Williams has been playing really, really well at the safety spot. You know, um, he we we're physical. We are a physical defense, um, and uh, very pleased with that. Uh, but um, you know, we got to continue to do that and continue to be physical. But it's something that I, I'm excited about. But uh, our defensive line and our safeties have been playing really well. Well, Montana coming to town, and Grizz always uh, among the most physical teams in the league. And the way they play defensively, a uh, swarming style, and I think the scheme definitely caters to that as well. So uh, start there when it comes to breaking down Montana. They run all these unorthodox pressures and blitzes and stuff like that. How do you go about preparing for a style like that? It's tough, you know, and, and, and you know, I don't know. The scheme is hard enough, but the, the way they play, you know, the effort and the energy they play with. I think they play really, really well together as a unit. Uh, they communicate well. Um, you don't see many missed assignments. Uh, they're very, very physical. But I think the most impressive things are energy and their effort. You know, that's impressive. You watch them on film, and they're, they're all on the same page. They communicate well, and they get after it. They flat out get after it. It's impressive to watch. So we've got our hands full with that. And, um, we're looking forward to it. You know, It's a good measuring stick for us as far as um, – uh, you know, where we at, where we compare. You know, it's one of the best teams in our conference, if not one of the better teams in the country. And uh, we're going to see how we match up. But uh, definitely, definitely talented on defense. When it comes to your guys' offensive personnel, watching you, I-, I was really impressed with your speed at wide receiver, and it seems like you like to use those guys uh, vertically and horizontally and sort of get them in space. Uh, how big of that is a part of your offensive game plan? And, and what have you thought of just uh, sort of the overall uh, appearance of that speed uh, on the uh, offensive side of the ball? Well, those guys have been a part, you know, they've been, they've been with us, uh, Hendricks Johnson, Coleman Owens, um, Jamal. Those guys have been with us for a long time. And uh, they're the big, big part of our offense, always will be every week. Uh, but they're, they're, they're smart players. They've played a lot of football for us. Um, we've added a few more guys to that, that group that uh, – Elijah Taylor has been playing really, really, really well, and, um, uh, and uh, really pleased with where he's at. So um, those guys are always be a part of our game plan. Those are guys that uh, show up every day, work hard. Those guys you can depend on. And again, they're very, very experienced. So uh, the, every every weekend, week out, they're going to be a big part of our big game plan. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app previewing. Montana's game at Northern Arizona on Saturday afternoon. Chris Ball, the head coach of the Lumberjacks, joining us here on ESPN Radio. 
Uh, how about on the other side when Montana has the ball? Uh, they've been running a, sort of a two-quarterback attack. They, they uh, have shown a pretty uh, high penchant to try to run the ball early and often. So what do you think of that side of the matchup? Yeah, I guess, you know, it's something we got to do. we got to stop the run. You know, it's uh, they're doing a good job at it. And we got some talented backs back there. And, uh, um, you know, looking at them on tape, you know, in order to be six, successful, we've got to stop the run. Got to stop the run and um, try to create some takeaways. And uh, But uh, they're doing a good job running the football. And um, philosophy that we've taken up, you know, we added some backs to our offense and some offensive linemen and, uh We've been trying to run the ball a lot better, too. So uh, might be a fast game for you, you know, <laughs> a lot less throwing than it has been in the past on both sides of the ball. But uh, uh, for us to be successful against Montana, we got to stop the run. When it comes to just the, the general uh, feeling around the Big Sky Conference, I mean, the league seems at least as, as stacked as it's ever been in terms of the total depth of the league. I mean, I think there's six teams in the top 15 right now of the national polls, uh, including the, the 11th-ranked Grizz coming to, to Flagstaff on Saturday. So uh, what do you think of just the, the sort of the landscape of the league with Big Sky Conference play opening up? Well, it's it's phenomenal from top to bottom. It's it's the toughest conference in the country is FCS, um, and we play all of them. So uh, <laughs> we got all, all, all six of them uh, this year, unfortunately. But um, – you know, it's 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 a great conference, and from you better show up every weekend. Doesn't matter who you're playing, uh, because everybody's got a chance to beat you. And uh, it, there's the one thing that's really impressive about this league: if you can coach in this league, you can coach anywhere. And uh, it's very very competitive. The coaching is, is is really really high level, and the talent is the same. I mean, the high level talent at all schools. Everybody's got somebody that can hurt you. And uh, on any given day, anybody can get beat anybody. So, um, you know, we get after each other. Uh, you better be prepared. We're going to get out coached. Or if you don't know, you know, somebody, uh, a player on any team in our league can hurt you. So um, it's a tough conference. Um, it, 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 it's great to be involved as far as a competitor. I mean, where else would you rather play? You know, FCS, this is, this is the place to be. And, uh, um, there are some really, really, really good football teams in our league. Well, last thing for you then, what are your highest priorities on Saturday? I mean, what are the things you, you, you want your team to execute to hope to come out with a victory over Montana? We've got to take care of the football. We have got to take care of the football. We've got to create some takeaways defensively. We've got to stop the run. We've got to run the ball. Those are things that we really need to focus on, and uh, um, that's what we're going to try and do. Montana at Northern Arizona Saturday afternoon. Chris Ball, the head coach of the Lumberjacks, joining us here on Nuanas Now. Coach, appreciate the time, man. Best of luck on Saturday, and thanks for taking a minute. Okay, no problem. Thanks for having me on. There you go. Chris Ball here on Nuanas Now. It's our Cross the Sidelines. More Big Sky Conference talk. Right after this, Andy Thompson, head coach of Sac State. 1029 ESPN Missoula. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. 
mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. Iwan is now on ESPN Radio. So everybody, welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here uh, on this Thursday. Weber State, Montana State is, it's hard to say it's like a rivalry. Uh, there's so many, if you're, if you're a flagship Big Sky Conference school in football th- that's been around since the league was founded in 1963, some, you know, 60 years ago, then you have an element of a rivalry. I mean, you've been playing for six decades, at least. Some big sky schools have been playing even longer than that. But it's when the teams are really good and they have definitive identities and styles where that, that makes it into a, a even more of a sort of pseudo-rivalry. That game is awesome. Montana State at Weber State this weekend. You know it's going to be a hard-hitting, raucous affair. If you like points, it probably don't show up. Although last time that they, they played in the regular season, it was 43-38. So much because of special teams touchdowns and special teams blunders. But the last time they played down in August, it was 13-7. to It was one of the biggest defensive slugfests I've covered over the last handful of years or so. So that's going to be a hard-hitting one. I guess what I'm getting at, though, is even though it's a top 10 matchup, it's not some surprise or there's not like there, there's plenty of intrigue. It's a playoff matchup from a year ago. They, they rematched in the playoffs. There's plenty of intrigue because of the history, the recent history and all that sort of stuff. But the intrigue in the big sky in week one is centered in Moscow, Idaho, because Idaho Rode the hype machine pretty good last year. Now they're really riding the hype machine this year. And Sac State is proving a lot of people wrong. Sac State was sort of the surprise breakout team of the last three years. But then Troy Taylor leaves. Their head coach goes to Stanford. Well, guess what? The new head coach, Andy Thompson, he beats Stanford, beats his old boss. And Sac State's sitting at 3-0 in Big Sky Conference play. Let's hear from that man. Well, Big Sky Breakdown, and now we are into Big Sky Conference play, and certainly a uh, exciting time of year, and there's going to be a couple really big matchups in the Big Sky. Right now, you got four teams from the Big Sky Conference ranked in the top ten, and there's two crossover matchups. Sac State playing at Idaho and Montana State playing at Weber State. We're joined now by Sac State head coach Andy Thompson. And coach, before we preview conference play, we got to say, first of all, uh, congratulations on a great start to your head coaching career. 3-0 and in the non-conference, pretty darn good. And uh, feathered your cap highlight with a win over Stanford last week. So uh, take us through it. I mean, what was the preparation like last week, and how are you guys able to go to the farm and get a win? Yeah, it's, you know, same as we do every week. Um, you know, try to get the guys, uh, you know, dialed into what we're going to see and uh, try to play as a team. I thought we did a good job of that. Offense, defense, and special teams all contributed to to a, to a win. And 
um, trying to improve every week. That's really what the non-conference schedule is about is, you know, how much better can you get from game one to game two and then continuing on that cycle for the rest of the year. And I do think we're improving. Um, at the same time, you watch the film and the guys watched it on Sunday and there's a lot of room for improvement this week with, you know, penalties we can be a lot better at and making sure uh, our run defense is, is, is strong. So there's always something in coaching you can work on and we're trying to, trying to do that. Matching up against uh, a Pac-12 and, and Stanford, but also having the, the opposing head coach be Troy Taylor, what was that dynamic like? How did it, how did it influence your, I guess, how did, I guess, what was it like just coaching against Coach Taylor for the first time? Yeah, you know, definitely we, we've shared a lot of ideas and we knew each other very well. And so I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of, of having to do that um, just because, um, you know, you care a lot for people that you worked with and, and definitely care a lot about him. And um, But at the same time, it's about the players and the players play the game. There's no coaches out there on the field. And I, I really do think the players um, were excited to play because it was a Pac-12 opponent, just like they're excited every week. Um but uh, different dynamic. I'm glad we're, we're past it. Um, glad that we were able to uh, find a way to get a win in the fourth quarter. And now it's time to go to uh, Big Sky Conference play. Well, Caden Bennett has been uh, so good all season long, but particularly it seems like these last two weeks. And uh, he's basically a conference offensive player of the week this week. So uh, just talking about him, I mean, I, I gather I know that you guys internally had a lot of faith in, but what has helped him uh, perform so well here early in the season? Um, you know, I think a very uh, veteran offensive line. We've, we've uh, kind of had some guys in and out of that, but we've got some really strong players on our offensive line. Uh, senior running back Marcus Folter is a really good option. And then we've got a bunch of receivers and tight ends that have played football. So I think the guys around him, um, you know, he's the point guard. He's got to be able to distribute the ball to all the different um, guys that we have on offense. And I think he's done a good job of that. And then he's just explosive. I would use that you know word to describe him. He can he can run. He's probably the fastest guy on our team. And he can also throw the ball um, on the move. And he's made some plays with his feet. And uh, he's made some plays you know moving out of the pocket. I think we had a fourth and three uh, against Stanford. And he rolls out and he hits a receiver you know down the field. Um, so I think that that's a tough that's tough on defenses when you have a guy so dynamic that can run and throw. When sometimes it seems like when you have all this offseason practice, you can't really truly tell what guys like him are like until you unleash him in games. I don't know if he's specifically like that, but I've seen that with guys with similar skill sets to him. I mean, do, do you feel like now seeing him in games, he's he's really been able to show you his full sort of barrage of skills? I think you're you're very correct on that, especially when you don't tackle quarterbacks in right, practice. Right. Yeah, that that's the biggest thing. So you, you make a great point, and you know he he played behind two pretty good quarterbacks a year ago. I would say pretty good. I think really good. good yeah. Yeah. And so you know he's waited his turn, and, and kudos to him. He stayed working at his craft and continued to improve. And and uh, you know he's getting his opportunity now. Even the first game, you know he was split in time, and he played well. And and so now he's getting the opportunity and. Um, I just I really have enjoyed seeing his maturity level and seeing his leadership with the team because ultimately, you know, quarterbacks get judged if, if they can lead the team down and score points, and he's done that. Um, and he, he, he'll tell you he, he still has a lot of improvement, um, and he's, he's excited for the season, and, but it, it's been great to watch him. On the defensive side, what have you liked? What sort of strides have you guys made? 
well, we just have all those guys back, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, the best defenses I've been around have usually been junior and senior dominated and and defenses that, uh, you know, where guys have played multiple years. They just learn so much from playing in games. Um, and, and we've got a lot of guys on defense that not just – have been here, but they've continued to improve. They've gotten bigger and faster and stronger. And they've been through, you know, some tough situations, and, and they know how to handle it. And they come out of that, and uh, they're really playing well as a group. Um, you know, it starts kind of in the middle. Jeff Stanley had a great game last week, three sacks. And Armand Bailey right behind him had 11 tackles. And um, You know, we've had some guys, you know, right in the middle of our defense that are playing well, and I, I do think our – our uh, corners and safeties have improved a lot, and they're they're doing a good job. So it's been a it's been a group effort, but I do think we've got a lot of guys that have played a lot of football on that side of the ball. Hey, Thompson joining us here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Let's talk about Big Sky Conference play. Then um, you've been around the league forever, whether it's your time as a player or assistant coach, and now as a head coach. So um, I know you haven't played any league games yet this year, but how have you seen the league evolve? What's what's the same? What's different uh, from your your years being a, a part of it? Uh, I just think the university's investments in the football programs and athletics continues to grow. And you've got a lot of people that are, you know, giving resources to programs. And you're seeing these programs that, you know, have, you know, new facilities and and they're able to recruit a lot of good football players. And there's quite a bit of depth throughout the league. Um, And then just the skill players, like always, very talented. You know, we're going to play Idaho. That quarterback is as good as, as anybody um, you know, he won the Jerry Rice Award winner last year and sitting right there with another receiver that's really talented, a couple of receivers. Um, and then if you, you put too much on those guys, they got a really good running game. So I think you could go through almost every team um, and you could, you could see that there's really talented uh, players and there's universities that are really stepping up and, and making athletics a priority. The the uh, evolution of the quarterback too has been fun to watch because I mean the Big Sky was a was sort of branded as a quarterback league from you know the 80s when Boise State and Montana State were winning national championships to uh, you know up through the 90s with the rise of the Grizz and then you know in the 2000s Eastern Washington and all the great players they've had and there's been such great quarterbacks across the league for so so long but then there was like this moment in time where. North Coast State was dominating on the national landscape, right? And so everybody decided, well, we need to figure out how to way to go ground and pound, run the ball. And, uh, you know, so Weber State rose, Montana State with Jeff Choate rose, and, and the sort of the style they like to play. But now it seems like the evolution of the quarterback is reflected in the big sky again. There's so many of these dual threat guys. You got yourself one, you're facing one today, uh, this weekend as well. So uh, what do you think of just sort of the evolution of that position in the big sky? Yeah, I think you're right on. I think, you know, it's no different than the, you know, all around college football. You're yeah. seeing it. And, uh, you know, um, there's so many opportunities to throw the football in, in a lot of areas in the country. And, and kids have become really good at it. And, um, you know, football has become more spread out. Um, and quarterbacks have benefited from that. At the same time, you know, uh, it still comes down to fundamentals in football. You still have to be able to, to throw and catch and, and block on offense. And then on defense, you have to be able to tackle and cover and get off blocks. So I, I, I agree with you. Um, there's, there's as much or as many good quarterbacks as there's ever been. Um, but the, the way that the game is played 
it still comes down to those fundamentals and the teams that do that the, the best are, are going to have the most success. And each week you're kind of going back to that as coaches. And so it's Wednesday practice for us and we'll be out there working on, on those fundamentals because um, when you get to, to Saturdays, they show up big time. Well, Doc, let's talk about this Saturday. They'd go into Moscow, first home game there for Idaho, and they've had a good non-conference. They're ranked in the top ten, so it should be rocking there in the Kibbe Dome. What are you expecting, and what have you seen out of the Vandals on tape so far that uh, you guys need to account for this upcoming weekend? Yeah, I think they're uh, they're very balanced on offense. Um, you know, they can run or pass really well. Um, you know, they give you a bunch of different looks. Coach X done a great job. Um, every place he's been, and he's, he's got a good staff there that's put together a lot of um, good players, and they fit their scheme, and they know what they want to do, and, and they're really good at executing it. And then their defense has really played lights out. They've done a great job, and um, they were ahead 17-0 against Cal and, and uh, really was dominating the game um, against a good Pac-12 team. So um, it's going to be a heck of a challenge, um, I think, for us, you know, you know, every coach says it, but it's more about how we can improve and what we can get done, um, making sure that we're playing smart, making sure, you know, we're taking care of all the details to execute uh, the game plan and, and then see how we do. You know, um, our special teams, it'll be a huge part, too, in the dome there, uh, making sure they've got an explosive kick returner. So I think that's a huge part of the game is making sure that, you know, we don't give up any big returns. So. All three phases got to be working to beat a really good football team in Idaho. Well, Idaho has such uh, dynamic players offensively, so many guys that have made a ton of headlines all offseason and, and early this season. But, I mean, the number one guy is Hayden Hatton. And, I mean, he's just as prolific as anybody in the league's seen in, in at least a handful of years. So uh, what are the challenges of, of slowing him down? Oh, just like you said, he's got great catch radius. He can catch the ball, you know, kind of anywhere. Uh, runs good routes. Uh, strong. He's very confident. Uh, and you know you you got to be able to you know play tight coverage on them and and uh, they make it tough on you because if you put you know more than one guy over there they're going to run the football and so yeah he's a really good player they do a really good job of featuring him and, and he's just one of you know three or four guys on their team that that can make plays it's just not him also last thing for you then uh, just keys for you guys and what would a win do in Moscow for the momentum of your season moving forward. Uh, you know, good way to start the conference season. It's a long year. Um, you know, you got to, you know, last couple of years you've had to win every single football game in the conference to get a conference championship. So, you know, you don't have a lot of room for error. And I'm sure the league's going to be that way, especially when you don't play everybody in the league. Yep. Um, so you got to be ready to go right from the jump. And, and um, you know, I think the keys are always the same. You got to, you got to be able to, uh, you know score when you have the ball on offense, you know, you get limited possessions. So points per possession is a huge, you know, statistic that we talk about all the time on offense and defense. You know, you obviously got to try to win the turnover battle every week. And then your special teams have to be able to impact the game. So those are kind of the three things we talk about all the time. Andy Thompson, head coach of Sac State, they're on the road at Idaho on Saturday, we'll have a crew there in Moscow covering the action. Coach, I know it's a busy week. Congratulations on the successes so far, and uh, best of luck on Saturday. Thanks for taking a minute. Hey, thank you. Appreciate you, Coulter. You guys have a great week, and I'm sure we'll talk later in the season. There you go, Andy Thompson. Missoula Ties, former Grizz linebacker, married to Missoula gal. 
And uh, off to a pretty good start. In fact, as good a start as you can be off to 3-0 and in his first season as a head coach, including a win over Pac-12 Stanford last week, Sacramento State in Moscow to play Idaho on uh, Saturday afternoon. Well, it's now ESPN Radio. How about some Grizz soccer? Chris Chitavitsky sat down with Andrew Houghton earlier this week. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. It's the one is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Another cool band that I learned about from the boys over at the trail, 103.3 Montana's Quality Rock. It's Goose. They're coming here on Friday night. The end of the concert season out there at the Kettle House Amphitheater. It's been a great lineup uh, all summer long. So uh, I will not be there, but uh, if you are there, I am jealous, and uh, hopefully you enjoy yourself. Tomorrow is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. First week off in a while for Grizz Soccer, so we've got this guy in the studio, Montana Grizzlies soccer head coach Chris Chitavitsky. He's joining us. Every week throughout the fall here on Nuanez Now to update us on the Grizz Soccer Program segment brought to you as always by Canby Taphouse. Grizz are off this week and they're on the road next week. Uh, so no Grizz Soccer tickets to give away for the next couple weeks. But when they return home to South Campus Stadium, as always, we'll be giving you away a pair of Grizz Soccer tickets as well as a $25 gift card to Canby Taphouse. Cami Taphouse's South Higgins location right there across from South Campus Stadium. Big thanks to Cami Taphouse for supporting this segment. Big thanks as well to Chris Chitavisky. Chris, it's been a while since we've been able to actually get you in the studio. How nice is it to have a week off now between the end of non-conference and then the beginning of Big Sky play? Yeah, really nice. Um, we needed some time off just to regenerate brains, regenerate bodies, and I thought, hey, it'll be relaxing. And then I remembered, hey, we're going to go into a whole week of individual meetings. So relaxation time gone and just start planning everybody's individual eval. I get where you're coming from, right? Because you guys had such an intense non-conference right. schedule, no real time for a break, no real games that you could take lightly. Uh, Montana Grizz soccer team wrapped up a great non-conference schedule with a 0-0 draw at Oregon State on Sunday to finish with six wins, two draws, two losses in the non-conference. Chris, let's talk about that a little bit. Have you gotten the chance to step back and evaluate what you guys did in the, over the last month and a half? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, it's still catching me off guard a little bit, just a. 6-2-2 two, and two is just an absolutely amazing non-conference record. For us, it's always, if we can finish 500, we're pleased with that. Uh, so to finish 6-2-2 two, and two is absolutely mind-blowing. But at the same time, when I look at our performances, it's not a surprise. So um, as I've talked to the team and as I mentioned to Joel, our SID, it's, it's not like we're pulling off miracles and somehow Montana's doing this because the planets have aligned. We're just good this year. So uh, really pleased with the team and how they're doing. 
Yeah, and the, the Grizz played a really tough non-conference schedule, went unbeaten against Power 5 conference teams, beating Oklahoma and drawing both Ohio State and then Oregon State. First edition of the NCAA Women's Soccer RPI rankings came out at the end of non-conference. Grizzlies 52nd in the country, which is 100 spots in front of any other Big Sky team. The next Big Sky team is Idaho at 165. How do you guys accomplish something like that? Uh, I think schedule has to be right. So everything's scheduled kind of a few years in advance. And so we got the right teams, and we happen to be playing very good soccer. And if you get the right results, all of a sudden RPI is high. But remember, RPI also factors in your opponent's results against other teams. So everybody we've played it happens to be doing really well uh, as they move forward beyond us. And so we become their biggest cheerleaders so that they have good seasons so that our RPI bumps up. Um, it'll probably start going down because overall as a conference, we do happen to be right. a little bit lower, um, including us normally, right? On an average year, we'll finish anywhere from 200 to a 150. Uh, and so I anticipate that it goes down a little bit, but that just is what it is. What does that mean as a statement for the program, though, coming off of, I mean, you guys have been hitting milestones throughout the fall program record attendance against Ohio State and you get the draw there. Your first ever Power 5 win against Oklahoma which so I, I was a little bit surprised that that was the first time you guys had hit that milestone and now uh, the RPI rankings etc. What's it been like just hitting milestone after milestone? Trying to figure out the words for this. Uh, during my time here we've been lucky to hit numerous milestones and so after a while you just hope to continue that process. Last year, I feel like we stopped a little bit, so it's nice to be back on track. Uh, the goal from day one has always been to take this program to a level where we can beat Power Fives and win in that opening round of the NCAA tournament. So uh, it isn't really a surprise. It just feels like we finally arrived and we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, which is playing at an exceptionally high level. This is what we've set out to do, and this is what we're doing now. Big news coming out of the Grizz Soccer program as well because you guys announced an NIL deal just recently that covers the entire team and is really one of the the first of its kind. Um, so this is just completely separate from the on-the-field stuff that I like talking about. Chris, explain this to me, what happened, how this came together, and what it is. Yeah, name and image likeness now allows student-athletes to get paid for their name, image, and likeness, right? So um, how it came about is I did a presentation at the University of Montana Business School to, to their board of donors, so to speak, talked to everybody, made a couple connections that way. They were very excited by the vision that I have for the program and how we run things. And then I uh, ran into John Giuliani over there from Surf Soccer Club, and he's had this big vision on how he wants to connect that program into our program, and came over one day and had the idea of doing a total NIL deal for the whole team, uh, which is really remarkable because there aren't many programs in the country that do that for women's soccer. So we know of Santa Clara and Tennessee, and that's it. So besides them, there's us. And it's a three-year deal that is a lot of money, and the players are going to be getting paid well, and they give back to the community, uh, which they have to do because you can't just receive the money. So uh, they'll be doing, let's see, camps and clinics and helping coach teams, and then they're also going to be doing a food drive and delivering meals to needy families, things like that. So a really exciting way to get involved with the community and then for the players to get paid for it. It's really awesome. What about surf? made this a deal that you guys wanted to go into because Missoula Surf are what, one of the newest clubs on the Missoula soccer scene. Um, they've only been around for a year or two, but you know everything I've heard about them has, has been great. Yeah, and it's 
I, I feel like this is almost a completely separate radio show. If we got to talk about, you know, uh, FC and strikers and surf and how everybody's got to, you know, uh, live in one environment, so to speak. But surf had approached us with it and just said they have the finances to, to actually make it work. And so um, it wasn't just the money. It was the vision of what they need the players to do which is exactly what I want, more community involvement for our team. Because uh, when I watched our players doing some stuff yesterday, uh, there, there's a little boy who bikes over to Pineview Park in the Rattlesnake with his mother. And this kid's like seven years old, and he's like, there's the Grizz soccer team, there's the Grizz soccer team. And that's just goosebump worthy for me right now even, right? Just to hear this little boy immediately recognize our players in the community was one of the coolest things I've seen in such a long time. And for you, right, I mean, to me, this feels like sort of the final piece or one of the final pieces of what you have been putting together because you could always sell to recruits Missoula. Here you can come and play in Missoula and you can come and play for a school that goes crazy about its sports teams. And you can sell uh, because you've built up the schedule so much in the last couple of years. You can sell that we're going to get great non-conference opportunities. You can sell because you've had players that have had success that we can send you on to the pros if you want to at the end of your career. This is just another thing that you can sort of sell to recruits as as part of the total package. Correct. Which a lot of programs in the country don't have. Because there are power fives out there who will say yeah, look at our fans, look at our facilities, look at our conference schedule, look at what we can do, but not many people can pull off an NIL deal like we just did. So, um... This really is becoming one of the top programs in the country, which is always the goal. It's always goal number one, is run the best program in the nation. And every year we take another step closer towards that. This last weekend, you guys needed a little bit of a bounce back because you had struggled uh, in the Georgia Southern and Colorado State games two weeks ago. This weekend, you get the the bounce back on Thursday in your last home non-conference game, beating up on a, on a decent Miami-Ohio team 4 to nothing. And then on Sunday, you go to Oregon State, really even game, really entertaining game, and you draw 0-0. What did you take away from those two games? Uh, Again, taking account, uh, when you look at Georgia Southern, when you look at Colorado State, the fact that we, and I know we talked about this last week, we weren't putting the ball in the right spots to create the right opportunities. We were too predictable as a team, so we needed to fix that. And pleased with the Miami-Ohio performance, in particular the second half. That game was very much like what we'll see in the Big Sky in terms of uh, intensity, in terms of level of competitiveness from the opponent, their occasional threats, which were dangerous and able to score against us, but we had to match the way they were playing and then be a little bit smarter in certain areas and then execute when it came to scoring goals, which I think we did very well. And then Oregon State was that, as a team, we talked about, we beat a power five on a neutral We beat a power five on a neutral site, which is very important to do because you have to do that later on in the NCAA tournament. Uh, You've got to be able to beat one at home because that just builds confidence into other things. But ultimately, in the first round, you're going to be playing away on the road against a power five school. And so for us to go away and do that and play the way we did was exceptional. So I think we've checked off every single box we could have possibly wanted to in non-conference play, including losing and learning from losses. Christian Nowitzki, head coach of the Montana Grizzlies soccer team, joining us as he'll do every week throughout the fall on Nuanez Now. Grizz wrapping up a really encouraging, like he said, non-conference schedule, 6-2-2. They've got a week off now heading to Eastern Washington and then Idaho next week. 
Chris, was uh, was Skyly Thompson's second goal against Miami, Ohio? You hmm. think the best one we'll see all season? Oh, hopefully not the best one. Uh, you see goals like that from Sky every single practice. If you come out and watch all of our training sessions are open, you're more than welcome to. Just walk in through the gate. But Sky scores bangers all the time. And so to see her do that in the game just lit up my soul. Absolutely ecstatic for her. Two goals for Skylie Thompson against Miami, Ohio on Thursday. The second one was was really, really good. Go back on Twitter and watch it if you haven't shot from outside the box after beating a couple players. And the keeper doesn't even move. No, she has nothing to do with it. Yeah. And that was it. Yep. Yeah, perfect placement on the shot. It was, I think, probably one of the best highlights we'll see from any Montana sports team this year. Chris, these two games to start non conference play next week. What are you thinking about them? What are you thinking about the strength of the big sky this year and sort of what's lying in wait for you guys now as you come to the part of the season that actually means something? Um, As I've learned over time, big sky is completely unpredictable. You could lose every single game in non-conference play and somehow be good to go in conference play. And so uh, that's the part about our sport that kind of drives me crazy. But I feel like as coaches within the big sky, we've done a good job preparing to get the conference to be better. We've had more resources pour into all of the programs, so people have assistant coaches as well that can help them out. And so everything's evening out. When you look at Eastern Washington, they've been leaking goals, but they're scoring a ton of goals. If they just figure out that defensive side of things, they're going to be very hard to beat because they can score. And you look at Idaho, they had a very good non-conference late too. Uh, Pulled off a lot of good results, uh, coached exceptionally well, and so it's a really tough way to start it on the road. But again, I'm pleased that we've gone on the road and pulled off good results too. Yeah, I think the game that that I'm certainly looking for is the Idaho game this week, which is the second of the two games that you guys are playing next week. And we'll we'll chat about these games next week as well when you come in. But that's the one that I'm looking forward to. So just maybe a little bit of a scouting report on Idaho. I mean, I think, like I said, they're the second best team in the Big Sky Conference in RPI. Mm -hmm. They were very, very good last year. Yeah. And they played a really good non-conference schedule. Yeah, I, uh, I feel like Jeremy's done a very good job building that program up to where it is now. I think we came in at the same time, him into Idaho, me into Montana. I can't remember, though. But, um, yeah, when you look at them, it's they've always been pretty good around the back, keeping the ball, waiting for the right opportunities to open up. He's always got some really strong players in the air, so they're very dangerous on set pieces, uh, be it a free kick from distance or a corner kick. And then just really quick in certain spots too so I feel like overall they're they're a very dangerous team to play against uh, and with that diamond and the way that they move it the good news for us is we've seen so many teams playing that 442 diamond this year that I think we're more accustomed to it now than we ever have been before now who knows if they stay in that maybe they flip-flop formations like they did to us last year but uh, it's going to be a heck of a game it's the one I'm most looking forward to right now too yeah, I am too, and I guess just to get into sort of the tactics of it all, right, you guys have seen the diamond a bunch. You guys are really well built to play against it, right? Yes. Because you guys like to switch the ball really quickly through the defensive midfield or at the back point of midfield and get it up to the wings really quickly. So you're sort of you're pulling that diamond apart by making a move side to side a lot. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, we've been pretty good at that this year, and it's because we've been so exposed to it. So going to Oregon State, it was weird to play against somebody in a four two three one and they were like, What is this? <laughs> it's not a diamond. So we can't do the usual thing with the outside backs or the center backs. We're doing this thing that we used to do a lot. So um our team's been exposed to a lot of different things, which I think is great because it isn't just different you know hey we played a team from the acc we played a team from this team from that it's just different formations every week but mostly the diamond it's insane how many teams are playing that 442 diamond now so if you're out there listening for club soccer that's the formation to play right now apparently do you know why or do you have ideas as to why 
Because、uh, if you do it well, I think it's extremely effective. What I've started to notice over time is certain teams will be like, hey, we'll play in a 3 5 2. Well, in my opinion, if you're playing in a 3 5 2, you'll be good at changing the point from one wing back to the other one, and you'll expose teams with that, and you have the two front. But they just play a 3 5 2 because they think it's fun.、Um, I think you've you got to use the diamond if you have the players who can open things up centrally、uh, and can play through the middle. That's why we used it in 2021 spring season, I believe,、uh, our, our COVID season that we did so well in. It just suited our team. And so Idaho always picked the right formation for the team.、Uh, kudos to Jeremy on that. And so that's why I'm excited to see what they pull off. But right now, I'm seeing a lot of diamonds when honestly, I don't think those teams should be in diamonds. Interesting. Chris Chinovisky. Head coach of the Montana Grizzlies soccer team joining us here on Nuwana Has Now. Segment is brought to you by Camby Taphouse. Chris, we'll get you out of here on this. You've played 10 games. You're heading into the meat of your season. You're starting the Big Sky Conference schedule next week. What's the biggest thing that you've learned about your team through the last month and a half, through everything that you've put them through, through all the tough opponents that you guys have played? You never really have to raise your voice to get this team going. Uh, I even feel like there were parts of Miami, Ohio that were not going well. And I had、uh, my coaching staff rather frustrated with certain things. And the plan was to, from them anyway, let's go in and kind of light a fire a little bit. But walking in, you can just tell this team is very professional in their approach to things. They just have to be told the things that have to be fixed. You can hold some of them accountable and say, this must be better. This has to be improved. This has to be stopped. But it never has to escalate into an emotional piece with them. They just understand the game.、Uh, the soccer IQ of the group is exceptionally high, and the work ethic is there to back it up, too. So I feel like they're almost as complete of a team as I've ever had because they're just very, very good at what they do and so much fun to coach. It's been a great non conference schedule for the Montana Grizzlies soccer team. They'll be back in action not this weekend, but next weekend. Chris Chinovitsky will join us next week as well for a little bit of a more in depth preview of those Eastern Washington and Idaho games as the Grizz go on the road to start their Big Sky Conference schedule. But, Chris, thanks so much for your time this week. Good talking with you as always, and、uh, hope you enjoy the relative. Break that you're getting this week. Yeah, absolutely. Well,、uh, if I could plug one thing, I'll say there's a, a group out there called the Grizz Supporters Club, right? So it's a, if you donate towards it, all the money goes towards the program. And with that donation, you get every two weeks a video from me. And if you want to know the tactics of how we beat Miami, Ohio, and what changed at halftime, that was explained in the video which went out yesterday. So if you want in depth tactics and a video to support it, then all you got to do is donate a couple bucks to the program and you'll get those videos every two weeks from me. There you go, Chris Chitovitsky, head coach of the Montana Grizzlies soccer team, joining us as he does every week for an update on Nuanez Now. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. We're swinging back over to the American football side of things coming up in the second hour. Coulter and Brooks Nuanez, all football, all the time, brought to you by Sportsbet Montana. They'll be guessing the lines, they'll be telling you their leans, they'll be analyzing and breaking down every NFL game this week. Uh, we'll also have some more Big Sky Blindside coming at you right after the break. You're listening to Nuanez Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 